This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, Clarets fans, and welcome to another episode of the Known and Never podcast. It is, of course... The preview show it is Friday night and you know the drill by now. This week I'm joined by resident statistician Dave Roberts and our FPL expert Adam Dennett. We are going to be going through preparations for the West Ham game this Saturday. We're going to try and get ourselves up and excited for this. We're going to wonder why we're all so disengaged this season and we're going to pose a question to you about why there's not as much pressure on VK as there may be if he played for any other club. Let's not list any longer then. Let's get going. Here we go. Dave, Adam, welcome, welcome. Nice to have you both here. Nice to be back on. I know. We've As got always. Du- double dose of you, Adam, tonight. We're going to have an FPL update from you later on, which is very exciting. Uh, Dave, we've been decorating. Uh, yes, I've re- redecorated the room behind me. Is that an improvement? It is an improvement. Uh, uh, was that like literally wallpaper and paste? Did we do a, a collage or? Yeah, the missus isn't too pleased, but uh, yeah, <laughs> new, new wallpaper. Come home, I've done some decorating. Not quite. That, that You know what, maybe that would look great on that wall. Maybe we should do it that way. Anyway, let's not <laughs> dwell. I'm going to come straight to you, Adam. We've had a break. Always, it's quite a sad state of affairs that the international breaks this season have actually been quite a nice relief from the difficult season that we are having. Um, two weeks on since the the defeat, the Palace game, which was just a hugely disappointing result and one that was just very difficult to take. Um, where is your headspace now? How are you feeling about Burnley in general? Um, is there any chance that we survive this season? Is what can we do to put it right? Talk to me. Come on, let's have some therapy. I think the like the Palace game and then the Arsenal game uh, just before oh, of the course, break. Oh, Arsenal. With, Sorry. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think both performances were showed um, some signs of um, of a performance in both games, and and I think defended better. Mm. Obviously, there were a bad mistake in uh, in the Palace game, which were we got badly punished for, uh, and then again showed the frailty from set pieces at Arsenal, which. Is a bit of a worry going into the West Ham game with with James Ward Prowse on um, yeah. on them, but I think the fact that we started the same players, um, well, same eleven in those two games, and again showed them a bit more fight, 
is is definitely a positive thing as as we went into the international break and i think that's one thing we really struggled for this season just any sort of momentum yeah with all the chopping and changing uh, and the issues we've had three red cards um it, it's been really difficult to build that momentum um so it'd be interesting to see what he does with his team um at the weekend and um and it's it's becoming it's becoming must win uh, i know dave don't like that saying sort of territory already uh, we have we've now. been we've been given a glimmer of hope with um obviously the other teams that are around us i didn't think we'd be as um as poor as luton and sheffield united this season but it really would have been worse we're bottom of the pile we are and worse they're better than we are uh, yeah obviously everton have been dragged into into it now whether the points deduction holds for any longer it's uh it's a wait and see but at the moment, they've been dragged into it. It'd be interesting to see how they react. You'd expect a Daesh team to fight. Um, and they've been pretty good. Well, they have been decent, especially in the last month or two. Um, so it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to really turn it around quickly. But having won one out of 12 games to only be, I think it's three points from safety and five points from 16th, you've you've at least you've got to look at it from from that point of view and think if we can somehow get it together then we have got a chance and Forest this time last year I think we're on six points everyone had written them off they had loads of change summer and they managed to turn it around that doesn't happen every year and if you had to ask me now I'm probably going to say that there's not much chance of it happening but Fun football's a funny game, and uh, and you never know. And I'll be, I'll be going in with a bit of hope on on Saturday. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I'm not at the game on Saturday. It's clashing with the weekend away, so um, you're welcome, Burnley, because it, I'm clearly going to miss the first like first win that I would have seen Hudson as win. Yeah, I wasn't um, at the Luton game, so yeah, you know, I'll take credit for that. Um, a couple of points to pick up on, on there, Adam. I think I think you're right. I think what's disappointing is that Luton out the three of us have figured out the Premier League and what they need to do the quickest. Sheffield United also have figured out, but they've obviously been hampered by some quite difficult injuries that's really um, given them some problems. And we just don't seem to be figuring out at all. We don't seem to be getting it. We're not learning from our lessons. And there's like a, there's a relaxed atmosphere about VK, which unnerves me a little bit. It's like he thinks he's got all year just to figure out what he needs to do and then we get going and it's like the the clock is ticking in the Premier League it is not the same as the Championship you have to work it out very very quickly and the fact that we're 10 games in 11 games in 12 games in and he's still not figured out who his best starting 11 is yet and what tactics he's going to adopt is is, is a genuine concern um I don't think Everton will get dragged into it for that same reason. Um, I'm concerned that that Bournemouth have already had results that we haven't looked anywhere near clawing out um, themselves. And it, it genuinely looks at the moment like the three promoted sides will just go back down again, which is disappointing. And I think because of that, um, and another impact as well, Adam, why isn't... okay? Before I say this, I'm going to caveat this, is that I'm not in this camp. I'm not calling for his head. I'm quite happy for Vincent Cookley to take another year if he needs to, to get to get this, this team going again. I know other fans don't share that view. But there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of pressure externally, either in the press or in other fan base, on Vincent Company. And I speculated that in a relegation season where you've got three unfashionable promoted side is going to go straight back down. Nobody cares about the relegation zone. That's number one. Number two, VK is part of that, 
you know, he's got friends in the media, so maybe they are, you know, they're not piling in on him. But I guess he's on the Anfield right this afternoon and Neil, their host, came across, a gave me a really good point why he thinks VK isn't under pressure yet. And he thinks it's because of VAR. The sports news cycle isn't having to find fillers because every single week there is so much to unpick with VAR. There are so many problems, so many controversial issues that on a Tuesday afternoon in November when you, you've got nothing to report on, you go to the sack race or you you know you, you fill those things. Well, this season, those filler topics don't have to be um, addressed because there's enough there. Do you think in either any other season or for any other side with the results this season that companies should be under more pressure than he is? Yeah, it's a really good it's a really good point. Um I think you've got to you've got to put it into context of of how good last year was. He's still got a lot of credit with the majority of, of Burnley I fans. I think um last year I didn't think we'd have a more enjoyable championship season than than 15, 16 with Daesh, but last year just eclipsed everything, um, the way we played, uh, the way we just ran away with it, and, and just everything just seemed to go right. And I think you you've you do build up that credit and it, it's I think the you you're right though, VAR has definitely taken over uh, a lot of the talking points and you'd probably say the same for other managers and there's, yeah. has, has there been a Premier League manager sacked yet? No the, and I tell you who else should be under more pressure than he is Hodgson Palace are awful and they're like nobody's talking about him either so yeah, the there's, there's not manager, much focus yeah. on it at all no. so, so yeah, yeah Iraola as well yeah they yeah. he's coming in not not really, not really done much hecking bottom. There's been a bit more talk around his his position, but he got threatened at one point, didn't he? They were thinking about sacking him, which was a bit of a, a weird one after a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, apparently so. But I no, just find it really interesting. Really interesting point. Yeah, I mean, like I say, and I know other fans disagree with this, and they're they're fed up already. Um, but I know there's a project happening, and I, I do believe in company, and I I do give him also some grace for the fact that he's also managing in a in a league he's never managed before. So. He's obviously going to make mistakes as well. He's he doesn't you know he's not done this before. So there's yeah. there's also the fact. Sorry, to there's no, no, also no, the on. fact that um, we had a bit of a obviously we were winning games and drawing games and conceding late goals, but still picking up points. But we didn't properly kick into gear until November, like end of October, beginning of November. It was the November World Cup break. Right. Yeah, it was the World so, Cup break. Right, and with it? all the turn, all oh, the turnover plays in the all. summer. Yeah, no, you can't really at this level. But again, we're not that far from safety if he did manage to get it to click, which I'm sure that the Who wins on the bounce have, and we're back in it. I have faith that he will be able to. Um, I think they still seem a bit starstruck by him. And and yeah, another factor is a big name. Big names don't don't tend to get as much as much no, of, they don't uh, get the, get no, they don't, better they? time. No, um, I agree. It's interesting. It is interesting. I, I, I want to give him the time, and and also as well, I'm not too concerned if we do go straight back down again. I think we've, I think we've shown that as a business and as a club, um, we have the ability to survive championship seasons and and get back up again. So, um, you know, the last three that we've been in it, we've come straight back up again. So I think it's, I think it's, no, yeah, sorry, the last three we went down, we've come back up again. So I'm, I'm all right with this. Um, 
Dave, you're going to give us a warm and fuzzy feeling and get us all excited and happy about the West Ham game, aren't you? And, and we're going to turn to you next. Um, before we do that, though, you know the drill by now. Quiz question. I don't know what to do with myself last week. I didn't have one. What are you going to set for us? Is it going to follow the same pattern or are we going, are we going rogue? No, we're kind of following the same pattern for the first half of the season and it relates to players who played for Burnley and our next opponents. Uh, so this time we're asking for the name of the only player, there's only one, who's made 50 or more league appearances for both Burnley and West Ham United in the post-war period. That's up to the end of last season. So we just want to know the name of that player and we'll reveal the answer at the end of this preview show episode. So get Excellent. your thinking. Any clues? Was I alive when he played? Am I going to get this? Should I get it? You were alive, yes. But I was very little. Okay, that's good. Good knowledge. Excellent. Well, let's kick us off with the previous show, please. Dave Statman Roberts, it's always a pleasure to have you here. We are, of course, talking about Burnley versus West Ham. It's a home fixture, three o'clock on Saturday, the 25th of November, not televised anywhere live on TV in the UK. Um, kick us off with your match results summary, please, Dave. Uh, yes, as usual, we have a summary of past matches, specifically the home league matches against the Hammers. Uh, 44 past league matches at Turf Moor have produced 25 Burnley wins, 12 draws and just seven defeats. So quite a good record. Uh, and Burnley also have a fairly healthy positive goal difference, having scored 96 goals and conceding 58. Uh, the majority of the league meetings have been in the top flight, uh, 31 of those 44 seasons, with the, the remaining 13 in the second tier. Uh, and this weekend's meeting will be the ninth time we've faced West Ham at Turf Moor in the Premier League. Uh, the previous eight meetings have resulted in three Burnley wins, two draws and three defeats. Lovely stuff. Well, first of our new features, we are looking at our one to remember and one to forget. We are reliving a couple of notable past features, which are memorable for contrast. I can't speak. I'm trying to say featuring instead of fixtures and contracting instead of contrasting. Tell you, you take a week off and you forget how to podcast. Let me try that section again, listeners. This season, we are reliving a couple of notable past fixtures, which are memorable for contrasting reasons. One good and one less so. Dave, are you going to kick us off with one to forget, hopefully? Let's get that one out of the way first. That's the way around we're doing it this time, yes. yes. Our one to forget was a high-scoring match from September 1974 which was described in the Burnley Express headline as great entertainment, dot, 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 or was it, question mark. The fact that Burnley were on the losing side didn't help, and neither did the defending, as although we managed to find the net three times, the leaky defence let in five. Although Paul Fletcher gave the Clarets a third-minute lead, the visitors equalised before half-time, and then went 2-1 up after 54 minutes, uh, both goals were scored by Keith Robson. Within a couple of minutes, a Peter Noble header levelled the scores at 2-2. But Alan Stevenson was beaten three more times uh, with goals from Trevor Brooking, Billy Jennings and Billy Bonds before Paul Fletcher netted again for a consolation a few minutes before the end. Lovely. OK, let's get rid of that one then. What is our one to remember, please? Match two. Right, well, on to some more happier times, you'll be glad to hear. Um, there was a sense of relief when Burnley managed to put the memories of a very disappointing 5-1 home defeat to Everton on Boxing Day behind them with a comfortable 2-0 home win over West Ham United. 
This was just two days later on the 28th of December, 2018. The Sunday afternoon kickoff marked a turning point in the Claret season, as it was the first of a much needed run of three consecutive wins. Manager Sean Dykes brought Tom Heaton and Dwight McNeil back into the side and first half goals from Chris Wood, who blasted a shot past Lucas Fabianski after 15 minutes and Dwight McNeil's first goal for the club with a sliding shot at the far post on 34 minutes provided confidence on and off the pitch. And there was never any real danger of that lead being relinquished despite a disappointing first half of the campaign Burnley pushed on in the new year to secure safety and keep the club's place in the Premier League. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Okay, Dave, next up, referee details, please. Uh, Yes, Sam Barrett of Home Firth in West Yorkshire will make the trip over the Pennines for this Saturday's match. It's just the third time he's taken charge of a match involving the Clarets. The others were a 3-1 home win. That was against Crawley Town in the League Cup in November 2022. And he refereed as as recently as last month in the 2-1 defeat at Bournemouth. Uh, There were no red cards in either of those two matches. And the cumulative yellow card count is four to Burnley players and two to our opponents. Uh, Craig Pawson has been given the task of the video assistant referee for this match. Lovely stuff. Adam, back over to you. Give us some thoughts ahead of the game. Who's going to be your starting eleven, Dave, have we got... What's our injury list? Have we got anybody coming back? Obviously, we've still lost Foster, bless his heart. Um, hopefully, he's on the mend. Wish him lots of, of uh, good vibes to get him better again. But I think other than that, we still get everybody available, don't we? Well, potentially Ekdal's back in the frame, isn't he? Because he, he was he involved in the uh, international break. Oh, he was. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. I don't, don't know whether it, I don't think it were anything. If I don't know if it were anything to do with the fact it was his brother's last appearance before he retired from international duty, but he I mean, wouldn't be yeah. he wouldn't be in the squad or over there if he and obviously he played for the under twenty threes or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a few as well, didn't yeah, we? We have um, Obafemi played as well, and uh, Chirlinov, Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, 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 yeah. He played as well, didn't he? So that's good. So in that basis, then do you just go three out of three and start again with the same team, Adam? Uh, I personally would bring Cullen back into the the mm. team, even though we've we have had two positive performances. I I just think he he brings that extra steel, and even though he hasn't looked 
him himself. I think that's just as much to do with the the players around him as it as it is himself. But um, he's always one of the first names on the team sheet for me. Um, so I'd probably bring yeah Cullen in, uh, probably Trafford in goal. Murich is out um, with a virus or or an illness or something. So at least there's no debate or discussion around that. There won't be any. Oh, sort <laughs> At least we won't be clean sheets in the international break as well. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I think, yeah. Who did he play? You'd bring Ekdalin if he's fit um, and play him alongside Bayer. Vitinia and Taylor at full backs, uh, but Vitinia or Roberts, I don't think there's there's much between them. Brownhill alongside Cullen, uh, Collioso, Burge, Amdune. And I'd stick with J Rod, even yeah, though he's not too. had much impact in the in in the last couple of games. Um, and maybe bring I can, people. I think sometimes players become better by not playing in fans' minds. I think Vidra was the ultimate one for that. Every time we were left out, you'd oh my goodness, he was. You're right. And yeah. I think Obafemi. I don't think he was that impressive last year when he came in. Obviously, he had injuries and didn't really get any any sort of game time. Um, I'd be very surprised if he were thrown into the mix. Um, and I'm doing he's not really look the same when he's played up front. So I think we we are just a bit bare in that area for, now for me. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if he did change it up top. But I, I think you stick with J Rod for now. Good. Any changes with that, and, Dave? Or do you agree? Um, yeah, I think the temptation to perhaps keep the same um, eleven. I think Jay needs a goal. That's. Uh, do his confidence a world of good if we can get we have a decent record against uh, West Ham and mentioned a, a turnaround uh, to our season so fingers crossed that we can uh, perhaps do the same again fingers crossed um, just, Adam sorry I cut you off there carry on yeah no it's all right no I was just going to say it's it's unbelievable really last season the like our four forward players were Benson Zaruri Teller and Barnes for the majority of the season and obviously for different reasons they've barely had a kick this year so I know uh, it'd be nice to see Benson Zaruri back involved um, I know there's been injuries, suspensions and obviously all the new players but um, I really Very wanted odd. to see them have a crack at it at the top level given how good they were for us last year uh, so it'd be nice to see them involved at, at some point yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. Um, okay, score predictions then from both of you. 2 0 Burnley. <gasps> first win, first clean sheet. It's a little bit early, too. It is Friday night. We're allowing the alcohol and the beers. Drink responsibly, Adam, and listeners. Dave. Um, after... Go say 1 1. Well, that, that's exactly what I'm going oh, for because dude, after, after six consecutive defeats, you just want anything to stop the rot. I think we can win, but I think the more likely result is a, a 1 1 draw. Sigh. I'm going to follow Adam. I'm going to say 2 0 as well. I think that's. Uh, am I? No, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I'm going to. I just we're just too vulnerable at the back. I'm going to say 2 1. So there you go. Listeners, let us know what your score prediction is, please. You can tweet us or post at us at X, whatever the, the thing is now. Leave a comment on our Facebook page. Send us a DM on Instagram. However you want to contact us, we're out there. Come and find us. Um, or those of you who do enjoy writing to us, you can send us an email at previewshow at nonenever.net. Dave, let's get back to script. I'm veering off it a little bit. What have we got next? It's been a while. Oh, yeah, start of the week. Please treat our listeners. Dive into those, delve into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have 
your miscellaneous stat of the week. Okay, well, at times it's been difficult to avoid stats which make reference to Burnley's disappointing season to date, but we're determined to try and find some more positive stats for you. Two of Burnley's wins against West Ham United have been achieved after being behind at half-time. One of those was in London, that was in April 1961, at Upton Park, or the Berlin Ground if you prefer, and the other time was in a second division match at Turf Moor in September 1978. Burnley had trailed 2-1, David Cross had given the visitors a two-goal lead before Ian Brennan pulled one back just before the break. Five minutes into the second half, Paul Fletcher levelled the scores before a rare goal from Jim Thompson, 10 minutes from the end, sealed the turnaround victory. Yeah, good stats. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure as always. You do go to an awful lot of effort to give us our stats ahead of the game. Always very grateful. Um, Adam, backside back into work. It's that time of the month again. We've asked you to um, give us an FPL update, which you kindly pre-recorded for us to slot into this session. So I'm going to give you the floor now. And by the power of magic, some editing buttons that I click somewhere in the editing suite. Uh, we're going to hand over to your very special update on the Known and Ever FPL League. Hello and welcome to the Known and Ever podcast. It's another international break, so a good time to bring you our uh, November update in FPL. I'm going to start with the October Manager of the Month. And I'm just going to bring you the top three from that because it was a very close rundown with five players in joint fourth. So your top three were Bethan Perry in third place with 236 points. Second, Lewis Hillman with 242 points. And leading the way was actually my good friend um, and former work colleague, Liam O'Reilly. Well done, pal. Um, if... Uh, you get in touch. I think we've got a, a meet up in January for uh, for a few beers, so I'll uh, I'll bring your prize along then. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, next up is a rundown of the top ten overall players in the No Name Ever League. So top ten, tenth uh, place Andy Bick with seven hundred seventy seven points. Joint eighth place Jordan Ingle and Brody Robinson. Sixth place. Uh, joint fifth, actually, are three players, Jake Edwards, Connor Milligan and Randy Dick. Uh, we won't um, pause too long on that. In fourth place, Basil Elena Kena with 782 points. And your top three overall players. In third, Max Robinson, 783 points. James Hale in second with 785 points. With a nice nine-point lead is Luke Connell. At the top, Connell's champions, um, champions to date anyway. Uh, very interestingly, uh, I've been having a look at Luke's team and he has taken a very laid back approach this season. No transfers since game week eight, which shows if you pick the um, the best players, there's sometimes no need to tinker with it too much. Uh, so he's got he's had Trippier, Cash, Salah, Saka, Matoma and Bumo, Harland and Watkins from the start. All pretty safe picks, consistently good performers, and he's sat at the top of the league. So well done, Luke, and uh, I hope you continue to uh, to succeed. Fifteen thousandth overall in the game out of eleven million, so you can't really fault that approach when it's bringing you those results. I think the last update I brought you um, 
was talking about leaving Haaland out of your teams, maybe. Uh, I wasn't brave enough to do it, but the people who did um, have done very well out of it, actually. Uh, he scored big in the, the games against Chelsea and Manchester United, but in the games where you'd really be targeting, uh, such as the Bournemouth at home, um, Wolves away, Forest at home, is is not not really done done as much damage as as you would have hoped for his owners. So um, the players at the top of my mini leagues tend to be the ones that have risked it with no how. And so again, well done on uh, on being brave enough to do that. Um, just looking forward then, uh, a few a few watchouts in the next few weeks. So Man City and Brentford. Um, I've got a blank game week in game week 20. Still a few weeks away yet, but one just to bear in mind, if you've got um, a few of those players in your team, you don't want to be bringing too many in before that point. Uh, that's a blank because of City's involvement in the World Club uh, World Club Cup um, over Christmas. And then in January, there's going to be major disruption as well due to AFCON and the Asia Cup. So big players like Sun and Salah, um, will be missing for for that period. So again, just uh, just be aware. Um, normally, I'd um, I'd give you some uh, teams to target in the next few weeks, but to be honest, it's a bit up and down with the fixtures. So I think form players are probably probably the way to go. I'm normally a fixtures um, over over form man when it when it comes to FPL, but um, but right now I think you, there's like I said, it's very up and down for a lot of teams. So the most informed players in the game at the moment, there's some obvious picks in there. Uh, Salah and Bumo Son. Uh, and you've got Haaland. But then the strikers, you've got Solanke, who's not done so well over a few years in FPL, but he's having a good season at Bournemouth. And Nicholas Jackson, who obviously had a terrible start, missing a lot of sitters for Chelsea when he were in a lot of teams. Everyone's taken him out and now is. Scored a hat trick against Spurs. Uh, scored again last week, and is one of the form players in the game. There's also a couple of players at the moment that feel like bargains. Uh, so Simicas at Liverpool in Andy Robertson's absence has done done pretty well, and looks looks like he should be nailed on to start most games. And at, um, I think he's four point five million ish. Yeah, he's four point four point seven million. Sorry. It's uh, it's an easy, cheap way into that Liverpool defence. And then Cole Palmer um, has been on fire for Chelsea. Obviously, it helps that he's on penalties and they seem to get one every week. But very clinical um, from the spot uh, so far. Obviously, we'll all put him in and uh, he might go wrong. But that that penalty at the end of the uh, Chelsea v City game was, was really, really good in a high-pressure environment. And he seems... Um, yeah, at five five point one five point two million, I think he's in the game. He's a no brainer at the moment, so uh, he'll be on my target list in the next few weeks for sure. Um, only last thing to say: next deadline, Saturday the twenty fifth of November at eleven a.m. Uh, the guys will be back later on in the week uh, to preview the West Ham game um, with the usual uh, facts and stats from Statman Dave in the preview show. Um, and all that's left me to do is wish you all green arrows in what we hope to be a look at game week 13. Up the Clarets. There you go. Green arrows to us all. I've kind of, I've plateaued a little bit this season. I was doing really well at the beginning. 
And I had a couple of weeks where I lost the various head-to-head leagues that I'm in. Um, and I feel like I've lost a little bit. My FPL season is going very much like Burnley's enthusiasm is for this season. So You're doing much better than Burnley. You've, it's it's still very fair. close. You've, um, I think you're doing all right. Just just keep remembering to do it, and I think uh, I think you'll uh, you'll continue to do okay. Well, we record the preview show on a Thursday night, and and I always I remember when I'm talking to Dave, I always do my FPL and I do my Super Six, and I get everything all sorted because that that's my prompt. It's it's amazing that you start doing better after I've stopped giving you advice. To be honest, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how that happened. I honestly, who who'd have known? I, I, you were. You were kiboshing my flipping FPL, I can tell you that now, honestly. Yeah, listening to you. I'm still beating you. I am on a, in the league. No, not not anymore. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll sort that this weekend. But it's but it is really it's really cool. I've only just taken over here. So it, it might it might turn around and bite me in uh, in the backside if I if I had I had Ollie Watkins in my team before everybody else realized. And so I got a lot of points in the early stages when he was going crazy. And I also a couple of weeks um took took my cap took Harland off a captain and put Ollie Watkins on again before everybody else had realized and that's how I got my points. Um Dave, before we hand over to the quiz question, um you had something that you wanted to tell public service announcement for our listeners. What have you got? Uh, to yeah tell? there was a launch there was a launch a couple of weeks back um for the new uh, resource center at Burnley Library. Um mm. they basically got a whole load of uh, donations of books, programs memorabilia fanzines you name it it's there and there's basically a whole new section downstairs at uh, burnley library for well for anyone to go on to obviously particular interest to to burnley fans um and what they're doing they're having sessions uh when we play saturday matches so this coming saturday morning from uh, 11 a.m till 2 p.m so that's the three hours uh, before the match um burnley fans are, are welcome to go along and see what's there. There's a whole host of stuff. Dave Thomas, uh, the author, um, he's donated a lot of his material. He's obviously written nearly 30 Burnley books now. There's a load of his stuff. Um, there's scrapbooks. There's pro- a full set of pro- post-war programmes. There's every every book under the sun you could think of. There's absolutely Amazing. loads there. And basically, it's a, it's a two-year project. Um, so it's certainly going to be there for that and hopefully to be extended beyond. Mm. Uh, but there's a real um, resource there for Burnley fans to go along and, and make use of. So pop down on Saturday pre-match if you if you fancy it. Yeah, definitely. That sounds amazing. A good place for community to get together as well. If people yeah. um, feel like they want to just go and meet up with other Burnley fans and share some stories and anecdotes, that's a really great place to, to gather. So, yeah, I'll definitely be paying that a visit at some point before the end of the season. Um, quiz question then, please. It was um, There was just one player in history who's had more than 50 appearances for both Burnley and West Ham post the end of World War II. Who was that player, Dave? I don't know who this is. I have no idea. No, it was a striker, oh, no, no, Alan no. Taylor. He made 98 oh, league appearances for West Ham. That was from 1974 to 79. And then later in his career, he uh, scored sorry, he scored 25 goals for West Ham in those league games. Uh, and then he was at Burnley from 1984 to 1986. It uh, made 64 league appearances, scoring 23 goals. Lovely stuff. Well, I hope you got that right, listeners. Do drop us a line if you do. I do like a little bit of a brag. Uh, before I go, just going back to FPL, Adam, do I owe anybody any stickers? We had a manager of the month. We must have had... October's manager. Uh, yeah, of the month. we've had we've had three manager manager of the month so far. Uh, the latest one were uh, one of my mates, Liam O'Reilly. So I'll I'll hand that one out to him. 
Have you uh, got a stash? Yeah, Did I I'm, give you some? Um, I've got a couple, yeah, but um, I think if if we tweet out the monthly winners after this, yeah, please do. Uh, I was going to say nobody's months, if not yeah, nobody's contacted us with their name and address so details, so please do. Um, and I will, I'll send you a stash, Adam. There you go. See, we're using the podcast for for housekeeping listeners. This is this is this is what this season has done to us. We've we've started uh, doing that, but no, I'll send you a pack down, Adam. Then you can uh, give them out if you need to. That is all we have time for, listeners. That was a that was a good preview show all things considering. Um, hopefully, everyone will have an enjoyable experience at the West Ham game at the weekend. Hopefully, we'll finally see a Clarets win uh, and some results going our way and we can get ourselves a little bit closer to that um, 17th place. That would be very, very lovely. Um, if not, it's going to be a sad place again on the podcast next week, but we'll try and bring you some uplifting. You know, it might end up just being cathartic. Is it cathartic? What is that word? Yes, you know, just a little bit of therapy. But um, get in touch, let us know how you feel. If any of our listeners do fancy coming on the podcast and airing their thoughts about this season, you are more than welcome to. Um, drop us a line, get in touch, and we'll arrange that for you. We'd like to, to hear some new voices as to what you're making of this season because it's quite difficult at the moment to find new ways to not be completely down in the dumps about, about Burnley's season. So if you do fancy coming on and having a chat with us for 20 minutes or so, um, please do. We'd love to hear from you. That is all we've got time for, though. So in the meantime, enjoy the game and uh, we will see you next week for the usual schedule. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. The Known and Ever podcast is brought to you in association with the TalkSport Fan Network. Our host and editor is Natalie Bromley and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The Analysis Show team is collectively Tom Whitaker, Rich Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby and Adam Dennett. Our music is provided by George Gaskell and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting nonenever.substack.com. Thanks as ever go to our partners TalkSport. We are proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport powered by fans.